This is the Michael Lawson Speaks podcast, and this is episode 19 of Bereshit, a commentary to the book of Genesis. Now, before we begin, I want to thank each and every one of you who take your take the time out of your busy schedules to listen to this podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. But more than that, I hope that you are getting something out of it. I hope that it is edifying you, it is encouraging to you, and it's um, causing you to, you know, search the scriptures to, you know, be like the Bereans and verify what I'm saying. So, excuse me. So with that, let's get into why we're here. So we've covered five chapters so far, and today we're going to begin chapter six, and we'll be covering verses one through eight. Excuse me for constantly having to clear my throat. Uh, So let's start in verses, I'm sorry, let's start with verses one through three. And we'll do this um, just like we've been doing before when I'm covering multiple verses where we will read a few verses and do a commentary on that and then read some more verses and more commentary. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Now it came about when mankind began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw that the daughters of mankind were beautiful and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not remain with man forever, because he is also flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred twenty years. So let's stop right there and unpack that and let's go with let's 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 understand this a little bit. So who were the sons of God? It depends on who you ask, which commentators view you like better. Now, as for me and this beginner's commentary, I'm just going to stick with the plain sense of the meaning that will be addressed in the commentary for the next set of verses. So let's focus on the double meaning of 120 years. In case you didn't know, that was a double meaning. God is referring to, of course, mankind's lifespan, as clearly told by the verse. However, it also refers to the time of grace, allowable time to repent before the flood. Now, this will become more clear in the coming verses. However, I will explain it now. God introduces Noah to an event that is unheard of at the time, especially in a desert, right? The coming destruction of mankind through a global flood will soon take place, but first, Noah will have to make a boat, a barge, or something that will be able to float. The construction of this massive floating barge is a long-term project, 
that by the time Noah finishes and finally enters the boat, 120 years have elapsed and sadly, only seven people enter into salvation. Think about that. Now we've talked about um, gematria, you know, biblical numbers, that numbers have meaning. And so I don't know if you just caught that, that only seven people entered into that boat, that barge, and, or salvation. So there's meaning there. Let's pick up in verses 4 through 6. Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of mankind and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men of, were old men of renown. Let me say that again. Those were mighty men who were of old men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. So the Lord was sorry that he made mankind on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Wow, that's a lot to take in. So let's try and work our way through this. Like, who were the Nephilim and the sons of God? The answers to both of those questions will depend entirely on who you ask and which, again, commentators view you like the most. That will ultimately determine your position. Now, before I start, I in no way want my theology to become yours, just as you should not want that. Rather, we want to agree on the major concepts of biblical interpretation and let the minor concepts not separate us, which sadly happens all too often. So who were the Nephilim? The Hebrew word translated means giants, which makes sense because they are referred to as giants later on and it fits the plain sense of the text. Now, what about the sons of God? They could be fallen angels or they could be something else. That completely depends on what you where you want to fall in line with what you believe, right? So some of the sages say one thing and other commentators will say something else. And I'll admit, it is fun to speculate. But if the Bible isn't telling us, then speculating is foolish. All we know for sure is that these beings were not good because they were able to corrupt women, produce giants and all kinds of evil even more than what was already on the earth, causing God to be grieved and start the process of destroying everything he had created. Finishing up in verses 7 through 8. Then the Lord said, I will wipe out mankind whom I have created from the face of the land, mankind and animals as well, and crawling things, and the birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. 
Now that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a tough verse, right? God was sorry. This is a complicated verse to understand when you think about God knowing everything from beginning to end, knowing everything that we will do and choose to do and yet still decides to create. If you focus on the fact without carrying that thought all the way through to its completion, then yes, this verse is hard to understand from our finite, limited view. However, if you recall, just after the fall, when God was handing out punishments, he also inserted his plan to save humankind in the very same breath. Even Adam took notice of this when he named his wife Eve, the mother of all mankind. So now with this new perspective, we see that God can be sorry for having made them because of the decisions mankind continues to make and at the same time know there is a way out that he has also made. What's more, the bigger focus should be on the final statement in that verse that says, Noah found favor. What does that even mean to find favor? Out of all humanity on the earth in its corrupted and degraded state, the creator of everything looked upon his creation and saw one man that pleased him so much, that stood out from all the rest and then chose him just like he chose you out of darkness into his glorious light. So there you have it. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. Shalom. Thank you for listening. Until next time.